time I hear this song, it reminds me of one of the greatest movies of all time. I think I'm going to put on Caddyshack tonight. Why not? Get a nice laugh. Ryan Kramer hanging out with us with the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, looks like you've caught up on some rest, man. You know, uh, took, took an extended uh, weekend to get over the uh, the jet lag, I'll call it, the Vegas yeah. lag. But, uh, boy, I'm back, and uh, football. It, it feels like uh, the combine is already here. I, I, I don't know what the NFL is doing to us, trying to corner every month, but uh, I feel like we, I, I blink, and here we are again, NFL ramping back up. By the way, you know, bring me up to speed. When is the combine coming up, right? It's next weekend. Yeah. Nice. Well, so. You know, the countdown's already begun. I feel like, you know, yeah, the season is over, but I feel like it's already begun. Like, we're already there. We're already talking football. There's a lot to really discuss. I mean, you know, being with what we do, you know, we love kind of predicting the future. We love talking about what we expect to happen with the upcoming NFL draft. Maybe some of these guys will be showcased at the Combine which would be really nice to see. I guess before we get into some of the um, first-round picks that I want to ask you about, who have, have there been any quarterbacks, i.e. Caleb Williams, who are not committing to the Combine? Uh, honestly, uh, coming into the process, we've gotten to that point where I, I pretty much, if you're going to be a locked in top 10 guy, I'm not expecting you to do much at the combine. Uh, I'm, I'm not, ex- I mean, we saw uh, Michael Penix, for example, even opt out of the senior bowl at the last minute. He practiced all week, did the, did the parts, got the reps in front of some of the coaches, but then opted out of the game, which, you know, it's a pretty interesting debate and people are very heated. Like you're very for it or you're very against it. Um, you know, I think if you break it down, like, Hey, the, it's not like a really important job interview. Uh, it's actually not important at all. The big job interview is coming up. Penix is an interesting one. Cause I do expect him to do some stuff, but I, yeah, I think Drake may Caleb Williams, um, maybe even Jaden Daniels, uh, JJ McCarthy, I think is an interesting one. I, I'll be curious to see what they, what they do and what they don't do because, uh, you know, you really can only hurt yourself if you're one of these top guys going to the combine and throwing. And so with the way that we've become as a NFL society and with the way that these, uh, these teams are going to work these guys out anyway, they're going to go to pro days anyway. Honestly, I think the combine is slowly turning into like almost like winter meetings for baseball, where it's more about like the executives getting the same spot and meeting than it is really about that scouting prospect day. And if anything, you know, it gives more reps to some of the other guys who potentially could improve their stock because they're not on the radar. And so, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm going into the process not expecting any of the top uh, two guys for sure and probably not going to see – I mean, if I was Jaden Daniels, I, I don't know if I would uh, do much at the combine. Maybe run the 40. Yeah. It's interesting, though. I mean, I, if, I'm, if I'm looking back at the, at the most memorable, memorable combine – featuring quarterbacks who have really become, you know, big names in in the game right now. I think it I forget what year it was, but like Justin Herbert, um I think was that the Josh uh, Allen year too? Yep. Yeah, I mean I, I mean that was yeah. a good that was I mean look at those are those are big names and they they were so memorable 
on how they performed, for me at least. I mean, I remember Josh Allen throwing it farther than I've ever seen anyone throw a ball before. And for me, it wasn't a matter of, you know, he's making these great little passes. It was like, this guy's going to be someone. A little bit reminded you of the Anthony Richardson stuff last yeah, year. And I think, yeah. that, I think that's the problem with modern day football stuff. Like <laughs> 20, 30 years ago, we got the quarterback challenge, you know, in the off season, we're watching Brett Favre and, and Steve Young try to throw a ball as far as they can. And they're competing against like Cordell. Stu- it, they just wanted to compete. Now it's like all about not competing when you don't have to compete because it might hurt your value. And I think we've, you know, we've spoiled it all the way from AAU up to the pro level now where these guys have become wise to their value and wise to their choice of not of opting out of these things. So unfortunately, I, I just don't know if we're ever going to get these moments. I mean, I think we're going to get these moments, but they're going to be in like, you know, for YouTube videos or social media videos that they put out themselves or their training agency puts out. And so I think we'll get the same like level. I we always joke on the sports gambling podcast. My favorite season is when you get to watch these guys work out in shorts <laughs> and watch the videos of them just <laughs> doing wild stuff, like jumping out of a pool that has nothing to do with football, but it gets you so excited for football. I think we still get those moments. I just don't think it happens as like a, this concentrated moment like it used to be. I remember having the combine on in the office, like just tracking what was going on because it's almost much must watch TV. I think now with all of these kind of opt outs and people playing the system a little bit more and playing the game a little bit more, I think unfortunately it's removed that moment. And and like I was saying, I think there's still a lot of excitement in the industry just being at the Super Bowl talking to folks. People still love the combine because they get to go to Indy and hang out with their friends and get drunk. And so maybe it becomes less about the scouting and more about just like executives having fun. Um, to kind of get into, um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll I want to get into the New York Giants for a second here, and just because I feel like there's been a lot of talk lately as of the last five seven days on. You know, what's going on in Joe Shane's head? And uh, I, I, I don't know what they're looking at. I can only assume. I mean, do you think they're going to move off of Daniel Jones and try to move up and get, you know, Caleb Williams? I think that the this is we've we've gotten to a point where we're now getting to see the true Giants fandom, especially the social media Giants fan. <laughs> uh, and, and, and and even the ones who were like the team sympathists have cracked a little bit because there is a decent amount of evidence that, you know, Daniel Jones met, took a massive step backward last year. There's all these stories about the Brian Dable coaching stuff. And now the the latest narrative is. Uh, Joan Shane's messing this up. He didn't trade Saquon midseason. Uh, he lost value there. Uh, is he really going to trade up in the most expensive trade up year ever? Uh, so yeah, I think expensive. whatever he, I think whatever he does, he's going to be looked at and told that was a, a difficult decision and maybe the wrong one. And certainly he gets fired if he does the wrong thing this year. I think that's the reality. I mean, to me, when you're in this position, the Bears are kind of in this position too. You're you're at a poker tournament. You're down to maybe 10 big blinds. You know exactly what you got to do. And running back Daniel Jones isn't it. You got to take the quarterback. You got to at least reset your clock a little bit. You got to say, now we got our guy moment. And I think if they walk away from this draft without 
drafting one of the quarterbacks, I, I will be very curious as to what the draft class looks like and what the plan is. Are you, you're talking about the Giants. The Giants, yes. Here's the thing, though. I was looking at, like, some of these mock trades, like these random, asinine, crazy, like almost stupid trades. Like, look, at I'm a Giants fan. You're a Giants fan. So I get really emotional. But the idea to move up to number one and give away, like, our other first-round pick, which would be six, then next year's second, then next the following year's first. And, the, I mean, like, are you serious? That's You're already at number six. So if you don't want to get – you don't have to have Caleb Williams. There's other great talent out there, right, Ryan? Or, I mean, put yourself in, in Joe's uh, shoes. I mean, don't you think that would be a little nuts to give away that much? Uh, certainly because there's a number of guys and we have seen over time that in these kind of, you know, the NFL is often right about when a quarterback class is very strong. And in those strong classes, they're generally so right that there's multiple guys that hit. I mean, think about the quarterback classes. They tend to happen in spurts a little bit. And so, you know, this class really looks like that. It could be a, a four, maybe five guys in the first round kind of draft. And to me, that means there's probably two or three guys in here that are dudes. Now, we're at that point in the process huh. where, like, every every guy has a negative. If you want to talk about Caleb Williams, it's his pressure to sack rate. He takes too many sacks. That's, you know, the same thing about Jaden Daniels. If you talk about Drake May, he can only throw to his right. Like, people are starting <laughs> to pick guys apart. J.J. McCarthy didn't actually do anything in college. How could he be a first-round talent? And so I think we're, we're at that moment where, like, these guys are in there, and now we're trying to find ways to pick them apart. To your point and to your direct question – I don't think you need to trade up to one. I mean, certainly if I was a Bears fan, I would love a trade down because I think you could just you could you could alter your franchise by picking up future first round picks. Uh, that being oh. you know, look at what they did last year with the Panthers. That being said, yeah. if I'm the Giants and, and you know, I, I would be very excited for them to come out of this uh, this situation. Maybe it's at three, maybe it's at four, five. Maybe they don't have to trade down at all. But I'd be very excited if they came away with Jaden Daniels. There's a certain kind of uh, unknown in his game where he like he was so explosive and so fun people like most people don't even actually know and and he was kind of a relatively you know unknown Heisman considering how awesome he was this year and I think most people also see him as a notch below the top two dudes and so potentially a receiver or two wedges their way in between there maybe an offensive lineman to where if the Giants were able to get that guy in the creativity that they've been able to show on offense, like that, that would give me as a fan the most excitement because, you know, I think most people would be like, yeah, but Drake May is a quarterback. He's 6'4, he's 220. Jaden Daniels is 6'4, 210. This, he still moves, but this guy is, he's also a big dude. And when you go watch him throw, and you're going to love this, hmm. he's got, he's got a little bit of that CJ Stroud throwing motion. He's got a little bit of that you know, arm stays in tight wrist kind of just flicks and that ball just launches. Isn't he a big there. boy too? What's his height? Six, four. Yeah. That's, that's a giant. He's bigger than stature, CJ Stroud. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Excited. I got to ask you a question too, because let's say the giants don't move up. You know, I mean, I got to assume they're, they're going quarterback. There's, there's options, but then again, when's the last time that the New York giants had, 
two receivers that could either be number one or number two. They were that good. Like it was the Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nick's days where like they were so good. I mean, they they were one of the reasons why they did what they did and won. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know what I mean? Like truly like star talent on both sides of, of, uh, you know, the offense, if you will. So maybe they go receiver. I mean, I know Malik Neighbors is out there, right? Uh, LSU guy, maybe Marvin, uh, you know, Jr., Harrison Jr. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's so many great opportunities, I think, here. I think at the end of the day, you know, management's going to have to decide on what they're going to do with Daniel Jones. I mean, it really comes down to that, I think. A little bit, they might get bailed out because he is going to be recovering from the ACL. I know we see we saw the stories this this off season very recently, probably released by his camp, saying he's ahead of schedule mm. um, to put some pressure on the Giants to draft season and all that. But yeah. I, I think he's going to be recovering. He's probably going to be on the pup, and I think the opportunity is there. And to your point on the receiver, I think people view this as a very deep receiver class as well. And so the giants do have two second round picks and perhaps they see opportunities down there in terms of, uh, and then, you know, the, the last, the, the elephant in the room is always offensive line. And it's like, well, let's maybe they hired a good offensive line coach. Now we're going to start to see guys take a step forward. Okay. So let me ask you a question. We're coming up, uh, obviously combine, uh, next week, but, the draft will be here before you know it. And so, you know, looking at what Chicago did, I mean, they've put themselves in such great positions over the last couple of years. It's really awesome. But what do they do with Justin Fields? Because, you know, we, I talked to you about this like a couple months back where I was like, I actually love Justin Fields. You know, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind trading up, taking Justin from him and, giving them a little bit, you know, maybe uh, another round or, or a couple or two round pick, you know, picks. But I don't know. I mean, like, what what do you think number one's going to do here? Are You think Chicago is going to stay where they are? I mean, why go after another quarterback? I mean, Justin Fields came out yesterday and, or, and said he wants to stay in Chicago. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah, in a weird way, he kind of fits. If they're going to be a defensive team, maybe they run the ball. He's big, physical guy. He's, you know, if anything, you're starting to see some progress. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, maybe it was your quarterback. He's not going backwards. And, and I honestly, as a, as a, I'm not a fan of the Bears, but if I was a fan of the Bears, I, I know the right decision is the GM and the coach reset the clock, like we just discussed okay. with the Giants. But, Boy, that would be so hard to do in this situation. And I think the continuity piece, you know, you're running out of rookie next year. I don't know how that, uh, you know, gets your team motivated, especially when it yeah. seems like the team likes uh, Justin Fields. I, looking at him, they actually have odds on what team he will play for next year. The Bears are the second favorite at two to one. The favorites are the Falcons. At minus 130, and after the Bears, it's the Steelers and the Raiders. And so it, there definitely seems to be belief that the Bears, like the smart thing for the Bears to do is to move on. Yeah. But I will say this. There there are a lot of people who typically have sources inside the Chicago building this time of year, and we start to get an understanding of what they might do. Uh, and it's not exactly like it's a leaky building. We've heard nothing about them drafting a quarterback. We've heard nothing about them uh actively shopping Justin Fields and so other than saying they they believe you know they're they're propping him up saying how great he is 
And so if I had to make a bet, I just can't look past them passing on a generational talent when they could even trade down to do it, right? They could trade down to two mm-hmm. or, or, or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, the, the Kingsbury used to coach Caleb Williams. He's now yeah. in Washington. They trade up. And they could still get more draft capital and still draft their quarterback and still reset the clock and trade Justin Fields and get something for him. It does seem like the Bears can really – you said they're setting up their organization for success. Imagine what one more trade down does here in a very rich class. (laughs) They could potentially stack it up for another couple years. I think, to me, that's the move. You reset the clock. You get the rookie you like. And you 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 pray you didn't you don't Chicago Bears it one more time and pick the wrong guy. God, they're so evil, but it's so good, unbelievable. Uh, last question, um, you know, there's going to be teams I think this year that were really on the verge of making a lot of noise, a big splash, and and playing better football. And we saw it like what the Falcons were doing and a couple other teams. Even the Raiders, I think, are just a, they're just shy of a couple components. Um, what are some of the teams, in your opinion, that are going to be like maybe not a shock to you, Ryan, but like they're they're going to be like really contending this year? Teams that we you know we they did not last year. This is kind of a cheat, but the Colts, uh, they, they went nine and eight with Gardner Minshew most of the year. AR 15, Anthony Richardson, he barely, he only finished a couple games. Okay. They're a very interesting team, and the betting market agrees. They opened at 70 to one to win the Super Bowl. They're already down to 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. So, wow. I, I, you know, we saw how good Shane Steichen was. This is kind of a bet on a coach for me. And boy, if Anthony Richardson turns into this thing, we we talk about combine season. He yeah. was lighting the world on fire with his skills. So yeah, the Colts would be the 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 one team that I've already kind of looked to make some investments on the future on. Okay, I kind of like. Uh, I hate. Oh God, I hate saying this, but I, the Washington Commanders might be something. I don't know. I hate saying it, but come on, right? I'm not. They I'm have not, a, they they have a good roster, yeah. and I think you know if you can get over the fact that Dan Quinn might not be a great head coach, like he is a defensive coordinator. <laughs> if they hit the quarterback right, oh. they got so much talent on that roster. They certainly could get something done next year. Jeez. You can find Ryan and his great partners and team, the Sports Gambling Podcast, all over. Um, of course, YouTube, you name it. And uh, what's the website too for people to check out? sportsgamblingpodcast.com simple enough love it man always appreciate your insight looking forward to talking combine next week with you cheers Make me feel this way.